What's up, everybody? You're listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man, just like you. If you are new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. This week's episode was a blast to make. Our 3% brother from Bristol, England, Luke, joined me for a Zoom call to discuss game, the law of attraction, the last time both of us lost our center and how we got it back, dating apps, and so much more. We are planning to have a few more calls together for future episodes, so if you like this one, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any others. Before I cut over to that call, though, let's take a quick break for this week's sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. We're broadcasting live worldwide. That was fun. That was fun. It's so funny. Uh, when I was a kid, like that actually sounded like something uh, fascinating, and you had to have millions of dollars of equipment to do it, and now anyone could fucking do it in their own house. It's so G, yeah. I remember those days, actually, when you had to get the tape players out and get the two tapes and record, play one, record the other. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I, yeah. What it, like when you're, uh, your friends would let you borrow a, a cassette tape and then you're like, oh, let me record that. And then you had to like put tape over it sometimes, like the top, you know, I don't know if you wanted to record over it. I don't know. That stuff was... And then when you when you had to rewind something to listen again, it takes ages. Like I don't, I forgot how long that used to take. And I did it recently, and I was like, oh god, VHS rewind, for example, going into video, that takes like ten minutes or five minutes. Whereas in my mind, it didn't used to be that long. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember? So I used to work when I was in high school. I worked uh, first. I worked for uh, Safeway. And I ended up in the customer service department and we used to rent videos there. And then after that job, I went and got a job at Blockbuster Video. And, oh, yeah. 
good old blockbuster and they always had the the stickers on those videos that said be kind please rewind <laughs> oh yeah 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 i remember that now yeah yeah the the uh the young bucks on the the three percent man page are gonna be like what the fuck are these guys talking about these old God. geezers <laughs> it was crazy you'd have to drive into town to get to get a video or a dvd and you'd have to pay that money drive back whereas now it's oh you want to see that click <laughs> yeah now it's all live streaming and i used to so i'm a, a bit of a i'm a bit of a pirate you know so okay. i so i used to uh when netflix first came about and i I, I was working in the IT industry and I had uh, a buddy that taught me how to do like how to rip DVDs and stuff. Mm. And so I would get, get videos from Netflix in the mail, turn around, rip them that day and immediately send them back so that I would get my next set of videos. And then I, I just, I had this huge DVD collection cause I would rip them and burn them. It just uh, like, <laughs> I had tons of videos. Oh, it, was, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And then I got the Blockbusters mail-in thing, and that was even better because I could get it in the mail, rip it, take it back to the store, and turn those ones in for videos from the store and immediately get the next set of videos mailed out to me. And I was just like, oh, I had a huge collection of DVDs. <laughs> now, that, that bit wasn't that long ago, really. That it really wasn't. Yeah. That long ago, no. It's crazy how times has moved on and... Just, just what a different world we live in with instant gratification. And then as of lately with COVID, instant gratification removed. No, you can't just go and see your friends. You can't just have everything now. Oh, man. Speaking of that, I remember just like, uh, it must have been a month, maybe a month and a half ago when they, uh, they first started opening up restaurants in my area again. You know, yeah. so it wasn't just... Uh, carry out or whatever or delivery yeah and just sitting down in a restaurant and me just being so grateful like holy crap I've taken this for granted for so long but just the sitting in a restaurant is just so nice <laughs> oh yeah because um I when I drive past any cafe or restaurant now I literally almost like crash the car like oh my god it's open <laughs> um I I um it made me aware how lucky we were. So for example, at the beginning of this year, I thought that I was a massive G because of two things, dating apps and the meetup app. Okay, you're right. Because it takes away all that strain of walking up to people you don't know, introducing yourself and having to build comfort, set the frame, social proof, this, that and the other. Uh, dating app, you know, one swipe, you've already answered A, is she single? B, does she like you? C, do you like her? And to get to that point in a cold approach would be a massive, massive point. You know what I mean? To, to do that from an organic interaction. And then the meetup apps, you could literally have 400 people in a big venue between 20 and 40, most of whom which is single. And I could go straight out there and play the game, go from one group of girls to the next to the next, build a bit of status with that group, get to know a few people who would then come and give me validation. Whereas the moment all that was taken away with COVID, yeah. suddenly you realize who you really are. You can't, can't even go to a bar anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you bring up the, the dating app thing and uh, how it, it, it does make things like way easier for a lot of people What's interesting, I think uh, one of the things that um, 
Have you read Atomic Attraction yet? No, it's it's on my list. It yeah, is. Sh- I've got so many I want to do. There's- my book list is so ridiculous right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's growing every day because you're like, oh, wait, we should do this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, uh, so Atomic Attraction, one of the things that they talk about in it is um, how important approach is in the attraction pr- process because that's what really makes you show, like, show to a woman how confident you are, you know? Yeah. And the dating apps, thing, especially on dating apps like Tinder, where yeah it's like there's already a clear connection somehow because you can't even talk to each other unless you've both matched it sort of takes that away but there are some dating apps and i think like you and i talk about dating apps all the time i think the ones that you prefer are the ones where you can reach out to them without having that sort of matched chemistry already and i think that is like the virtual that's almost like the virtual approach you know, so it is, yeah. 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 And you, if you can, you can really show them some, show them how much game you've got, how interesting you are, how dynamic you are, how funny you are, and yeah. from that first opening message, you can do way more than just matching somebody. What's your? Uh, let me ask you, what's your go-to like approach for opening on a dating app? Usually, hey Julia, you have a nice smile, and then I'll leave it there. Okay. Or I will. Um, so that, that's one of my favorite ones. Or sometimes I will challenge them and go, I noticed you like surfing, you know, how good are you? Or how, how long have you done that for? So they, they kind of have to prove themselves a little bit to me. Okay. Um, the other one would be just not being thirsty. I know I've given you so many answers. And just, so for example, there's a woman who's clearly in a really sexy outfit with a lot revealed. And I just talk about the pattern on the pillow behind her. Oh, got it. Okay. I was gonna. I was no. I was gonna say that we were having that conversation um, offline in our private chat about that. That one chick that went off on you, that you ended, you ended up blocking, right? I was like, uh, I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if that was her approach. Was she's trying to challenge you? And you're, but she was just coming off like an epic bitch. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she made it clear that it wasn't um, that it wasn't a shit test because I thought, oh, this could be a fun shit test, and I was like, well. How fast are you? Do you think you could catch me with that flying armbar? I'm, I'm not sure you can. And yeah. then she said, I'll break your, snap your body in two, you little, uh, whatever she said, something like that. Yeah, and then and she then was that, like, she was like, you, you need to get your shit together. And I was like, what is her fucking deal? So yeah, yeah. That was, I think that was good that you were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this ain't no shit test. This is just abuse. So I reported her. So I imagine she's now off Tinder. That is insane though. I'm like, who the fuck talks to someone that way? You know, just, yeah, the- I'm, I have to call it out in England and, and all the, I'm pretty certain all the British guys on the page are going to confirm this in England. Tinder is where the trash is. All the trashy girls who are on Instagram all day and only fans and, and you know, the worthless pieces of crap, you know, girls like that. It's a common thing. They'll often, they're so into their instant gratification. If I don't message back within five minutes, they unmatch me. And if I do, then you get an instant shit test, no matter what you say. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So you're, so, so Tinder's just not really uh, that great in your area. No, I mean, there might, it might be me. Maybe, maybe I'm not good with it, but I, I do, you know, every girl on there has got like 50 filters, fake lips, fake tits, fake ass, you know, follow my IG. Now, 
to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't want, I don't like, I don't typically ever date those kind of girls. And when I have, it's gone terribly wrong. They have messed it up, not necessarily me. People who are always taking selfies and updating their Instagram while I'm talking to them in a bar say, I'm like, excuse me, you're here on a date with me. You put that shit down. Put that down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not having that. I have noticed, um, and you can usually spot those kinds of chicks, I think, on, on Tinder that uh, you like, so, so there's some that are just fake accounts, you know, where yeah. um, you, you can usually spot the girls in your area and they like a lot of the girls in your area sort of have like a certain look to them typically. And then there'll just be this chick that is just like, you know, out of a scale of one to 10, she's a 20 fucking five. And yep. she's like got pictures of her on the beach everywhere. And you're like, there's no fucking beach around me. So you're clearly a fake account. Um, and then you get chicks that are basically the same, same way that are just out there marketing for Instagram. You know, they're trying to, they're Instagram models. They're trying to get a better following. They have no interest in fucking dating you. They're just time wasters. I immediately swipe left on those. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> But that's it. That's it. You know, follow my snap, add me on the gram. I don't message on here. It's like, no, we all know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I immediately, if I see that, I immediately, um, will swipe left. Cause I'm like, they're, they're a time waster, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't care how hot they are. The thing is a lot of guys will say, Oh, you know, and if you're on a date with them and they're on their Instagram or whatever, you, you know, show yourself respect and walk away. That's not quite what I do. I make out with them a bunch and then walk away. My man. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you might as well get something from it. And if, if you feel that they have some sense of control of their life and some sense of stability, why not go for the smash? Why not? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's all experience and practice and you can walk away with that little smile, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, I know what, like what dating app you're on. Did you, did, do you want to talk about that a little bit or did yes. you want to, do you want to steer clear of that? I know we, we had that conversation earlier too. <laughs> no, I think abundance is good. I okay. think, I think we should encourage the 3% men on there because that's going to then bring a wave of quality women on there, a bigger wave. Cause what I find is, is that a lot of the chicks on there, um, and it's a bit like okay cupid in england okay cupid in in america i've heard is is diet but in britain there are some really hot chicks on there there's a few very hot chicks on there but my my guess is that the competition is awful because they when i match them they match me back immediately and wait so uh but you're not on That's okay cupid no i got kicked off that one <laughs> um <laughs> some girls yeah, I was gonna say I I know all these stories, but for the guys uh, that haven't heard the story, like how how did you end up getting kicked off? Because you got kicked off of Hinge and yeah. okay, keep it. Okay, so on okay, keep it. Some girl started uh, sending. I used to do this thing where I would send a random fruit emoji because it sparks intrigue. In fact, try that and you'll see that you're gonna get a lot more answers. If you say you know, blah, 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 put like a random strawberry emoji or something, you suddenly get the intrigue is like, what the fuck? And, and when they, you know, when they ask about it, you just give them a really vague answer, like, well, who doesn't like strawberries? But that's, that's for another day. That's the game stuff we talked about. Okay. Um, I gave it aubergine for no apparent reason. And she started getting into this really sexual graphic conversation with me. And I played along with it. 
And then uh, shortly after that, my profile disappeared. And it says very clearly in the terms and conditions, you must not have any sexual conversations. Really? Yeah. I did not know not that. Not on the app. I haven't been on okay. So, I haven't been on OkCupid in years, but my first round in the dating circle after my divorce, I, I was on OkCupid for a little bit, and I used to have those types of conversations, and I didn't, I didn't have any issues with it. But I guess I no one ever reported me. <laughs> yeah. So could have been that. Could have been that. Yeah. And um, then Hinge. Well, should we? Well. We could we could tell them about that one. Let's tell we? it. Let, yeah. Let's. Okay. So let's empty the I, trash I, here. Let's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I um, some chick, and it's ironic because well, you'll see why it's ironic. She said um, something that's a deal breaker for me is is debating. You must be able to have a debate without taking it personally. Now I think debating is a waste of fucking time because I've got my views. You've got your views. You're, you know, it's part of your identity. You're always going to have your views. I'm always going to have mine. So I said, or not, it's a waste of time. You're going to die one day. Now, that was the mistake. That keyword, you're going to die, probably glitched the system and got me kicked off. Either that or she reported me for debating with her about debating. So either way, you know, either way, either she took it personally, like she shouldn't do, or, uh, or I got, you know, I put in that keyword on the algorithm. Yeah, or you're just a master debater. Perhaps De I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting story when you told me you got kicked off there. I was like, God bless, you know, because that's uh, where you're at. Hinge was, was a really great app, right? There was a... It was the number one in my area, hands down, because the women on there are way more like interested in dating. They're way more less, less Instagram, less makeup, less filters. They're way more authentic kind of nice women. And okay. there's, when you buy the premium, which is, you know, it's about 75, 80 bucks in American currency, uh, 55 pounds English currency. I don't know what the ratio is now with the dollar to the pound. Yeah. Um, changes all but, the time. Yeah, but it was a gold mine of dates. I, I would get date after date after date because I would make some funny comment about their picture, get that emotional spark going, and they would match me back instantly. So I, I actually hit rock bottom and, you know, started drinking alcohol every night and started losing my self-confidence and identity because, you know, suddenly it all stopped. It all went quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember all that. Uh, and we all, and we've talked about it before too. And like, we all, we all get thrown off our center sometimes, you know, and the important thing is just recognizing it when it happens. So you can snap out of it and get, get back onto your center and get back on your horse. You know, uh, mm. the last time I, I lost my center was, um, and we've talked about it and I posted on the page too, but you know, uh, I had that two back-to-back -back cancellations and then, you know, I had that moment of weakness like at midnight on uh, July 4th and I went to my, my ex-girlfriend's Facebook page and she all of a sudden posted all these pictures of her and her new boyfriend. It just fucking crushed me and I, I had trouble sleeping all night and man, it threw me off my center, but I got it back. I worked really hard to get back onto that and just change my vibration and get back into the right mindset. You know, it's so important. 
yeah yeah that's it and and i realized then i watched the secret and we we had a little conversation about what to do next and i yeah. think you talked a bit about the law of attraction i watched the secret and even though i've been studying this stuff for ages i was like oh my god thoughts really are becoming things and i was walking around telling everyone that it was over that I'd been banned from the two sites that were getting me consistent dates and it was game over and the meetups, well, that's all stopped because of COVID. They don't do them the same way. It's all on Skype still or Zoom. And so I was like, you know, I was doing the occasional cold approach, but when I did, I was coming in needy because I was like, this is my last hope. And so, oh man, I, I really hit, I hit, hit the deck. I really hit my own kind of rock bottom. I mean, it's the dating rock bottom. It's not like, you know, I mean, I, I've, I'm healthy. I've got my own place. I've got my own car. What, it's not rock bottom, but I hit my own version of rock bottom in that sense of, as, you know, as though I've really lost something. Some integral part of me was gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you've recently turned that all back around with, because I mean, you're back on, uh, it's, it's Elite Singles now, right? Yeah, Elite Singles. And that is an amazing app. Granted, a lot of them aren't in my area, but there's enough of them that are close enough and there are a few in my area. You get a certain amount of matches given to you a day that's like made by the algorithm to fit you. And the chicks on there are very, very ambitious. They've got so many hobbies and passions. I don't know what to, which ones to talk about. And uh, a lot of the time when I shoot a message across, I get one straight back. Um, and for that, it was uh, when I first joined up, because I, I used to be on there years ago, it was crazy. I was getting so many messages and trying to juggle them all at the same time and setting up dates and then canceling some of the dates because a few of them were a bit crazy. Yeah. You, you know what? Um, you were talking about how there's not that many in your area. Um, you know what's, in, in going back to the, the law of attraction, you know what's really helped me considerably on that front? Cause yeah. I, I've, I've had that mentality about dating around my area. Cause you know, I live in the middle of nowhere and yeah. in my area, you know, when I first got on the, the dating circuit and then this most recent time last year, when I first got back on the dating circuit, I had that mentality like, Oh, the dating pool around here is so shallow. There's no chicks around here. It's so hard to meet people. There's never any, like the right chicks aren't on the dating apps. And I had that feeling and that's what was coming about on the dating apps. Cause I kept putting that out there. Mm. And when I started reading 3% man, you know, which I was amazed when I read 3% man, um, how much Corey is actually in tune with the law of attraction. And, it, and you actually, if you read his other book, which is not that great of a book, uh, the mastering yourself. Yeah. He talks, he quotes a lot from Dr. Wayne uh, Dyer, who's a law of attraction guy, you know, mm. And I guess Corey was a big student of Wayne Dyer's, which is probably where Corey gets that stuff. But when Corey starts talking about having an abundance mindset and believing that there's chicks everywhere, as soon as I started doing that and thinking, you know what, there's going to be, there's plenty of chicks. There's plenty of chicks on these dating apps. I'm going to have dates all the time that, you know, all these pretty chicks in my area are going to start popping out of the woodwork. They fucking did. Just wow. as soon as I started thinking that. And so it's really important to, just really believe that, you know what, there might not be chicks now locally, but there will be, and they're going to come up faster than you can even deal with it. And that's yeah. what's going to happen, but you have to believe it. You know, it's oh, yeah. so weird how it works. 
Mm. Yeah. And, and it, so, so a lot of, you know, part of it is with the law of attraction, part of it is you are actually, I mean, I've, I've found myself making things happen that I had no damn control over that I have external, have zero power over, but by thinking it, it's happened. And then the other sense of it is the, that idea of the, I can't remember what he said, something like Ford something, but I'm going to call it Toyota Prius. You know, you buy a Prius, suddenly you notice that in every city, every U.S. city, they're everywhere. Yes, absolutely. And I, I don't know when this is going to come out. I think this is going to come out, this episode is going to come out after, but I've, I've already done an episode on an intro to the law of attraction. I talk about it a lot. And I give that example because I have to, I talk about how, what Corey talks about in the book and about the car and how you notice it more. But I think mm -hmm. a better example is uh, the, more of the power of the subconscious mind. It's more like, have you ever had a commute somewhere where you've been there a million times and you've driven there? You know, maybe it takes you an hour to get there, but every once in a while you'll get there and you'll realize you don't remember what happened in the last 30 minutes. How the yeah. fuck did I get here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, did a truck cut me across? I don't know. You don't even know, but you got there safely and you don't remember any of it. And that's because your subconscious mind drove you there. And that's wow. the power of the subconscious mind. You know, you go into autopilot and then your, your conscious mind's free to start thinking about real problems it's having and stuff. You know, it's amazing. That's incredible. That's so incredible. That reminds me a bit of the times now I'm going to take it one step further where I visualize myself doing something in an exact particular way. And we can use my, my tournaments fight experience where I visualize myself winning a fight in a particular way, throwing certain combinations. And then I get to the ring, watch the video back when someone filmed it. I'm like, Oh shit, that's exactly what I had in my mind. Um, the same can be done for, should I say it on here? Yeah. Sex. Yeah, you visualize yourself going through the ritual. You get there in real life. That little voice that says, "Ah, but you know, I don't deserve to be here." That voice is gone. You're just like, "Yeah, come on," and you know, into the drawer, get the condoms, get it going. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So you so you visualize that whole process oh, and yeah. attract that whole process to you. That's it. And so when you get there you know, you feel like you've already done it 50 times before. There's no doubt as to whether you deserve to be there or not. And that's how people get out of dry spells. If you, if you, if you do that, if you've had a, like a, even a five-year dry spell and you spend, I don't know, let's say 30 days visualizing yourself with lots of different chicks or just with one chick, the chick that you wrote down on your list, for example, whoever that girl is, or you know, some, something that you want, a kind of girl that you want, you visualize yourself with them, you visualize all the way from you know, approaching them or meeting them at the whatever or matching them on the app all the way into the bedroom, then, then it happens. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. You know, um, I think it was in the book, Power of Habit, they talk about Michael Phelps, the uh, Olympic swimmer. Yeah. And every day, before a match, he sits there, puts on music, and visualizes his heat. You know, he visualizes every stroke he takes. He visualizes how many breaths he takes. He visualizes the entire event before it even happens. And when he does it, it's all just autopilot because his brain's already done it a thousand times. That's incredible. That's so amazing because 
I mean, that, that's it. That backs it up. And I think Mel Robbins, that motivational speaker, she's really into this as well. You know, when you, you know, you, the body doesn't know the difference. The unconscious mind isn't knowing the difference. It's only the prefrontal cortex that would know the difference, which, you know, the amygdala is doing a lot of the work, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know the, the actual facts on that, but I study a lot of, of psychology and I'm constantly battling my OCD. So I have to know what my brain's thinking. Yeah. I mean, they talk about that in the secret too, right? The, the guy who, who he's the one who brought the power of visualization to the Olympics. He took it from the NASA space program. And, you know, he says in the video, what you visualize, or he says, if you can go there in the mind, you'll go there in the body. You know, it's, and it, it, we don't, necessarily know how it's happening but it happens like thoughts become things we don't know why they just do it's uh you know it's really it's a lot of it is backed by science now like if you watch the seeker a lot of people like just count it off like it's hocus pocus mumbo jumbo it's you know religious nonsense but it's a lot of it's backed by science you know it really it really is quantum physics is now looking into this stuff going holy shit that it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I, I talked a bit about it in that video where I was, I had far too much caffeine and I was just off on one. No rest between words. I was pumping out one thing to the next where when I, I got the chance to train with the Taekwondo England team, that day where I had access to sports psychology and this woman, she was, she was pretty cute actually. The, the team captain was like, oh, you should have asked her out. Um, she just told me straight up, she told me what it is. She, she went straight into this. You know, you're going to tell everyone around you, you're going to win. You're going to walk like a winner, do your hair like a winner. You're going to visualize yourself winning. And, and this was back in 2011 when I heard this. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's what all, you know, all high performing people are being given this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what, uh, yeah, there's, I don't want to get into a conversation on politics too much. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, whether it's a good or a bad thing, but if you look at uh, like Donald Trump's um, campaign in 2016, his whole yeah. message was, we're going to be, we're going to win. We're going to be winners. We're going to win so much. You're going to get sick of winning. And it was just an attitude of winning mm. and, he ended up winning, you know, whether you like him or not, he ended up winning. It's just, it's history at this point. There's yeah. no reason to bitch at me and cancel this episode, but. <laughs> it is, it is. And, and also, you know, so he totally understands it. He's a very intelligent guy, you know, to, to go, people say, oh, well, he went bankrupt. Now I don't want to offend anyone, but they're like, he went bankrupt six times. Yeah, but he got back up seven times and he's a multi-billionaire. Like, have you done that? Are you running the world? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you, yeah. wanna, you, you know, you, you become a billionaire and run the world and then, then you criticize the guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, like politics aside, you know, some people, you know, they, they scoff at him because his dad, you know, he didn't start with nothing. His dad gave him a million dollar loan to get, to, to get his footing. But he took mm. that million dollars and turned it into billions of dollars. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, politics aside... He's not, a, he's not stupid, you know, he's, 
something he did something right to to be able to do that you know the 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 other thing is as well in the law of attraction and the secret that they talk about is the more people hate him the more energy he's being given so people let's say you you go to a rally of you know fuck trump the universe is just hearing trump it's like you know when when the guy's holding onto the tree branch and the the mom shouts don't fall his unconscious mind hears fall or hears let go don't let go versus hold tighter it's an embedded command absolutely absolutely yeah you know i um i I have a political facebook page called mainwashed synergy okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway i have a political facebook page called mainwashed and i did a video on that and i actually took that clip from the secret where they talk about how if you are against a political person don't be against that person be pro his opponent that's so, it. so if you hate Trump, you shouldn't just go around bashing Trump because you hate him. You should be pro Joe Biden, you know? And I, when the, the fantastic thing that I see now, though, is that almost nobody is pro Joe Biden in America. <laughs> I know. You know. They're all just anti-Trump and they're voting for Biden because they're anti-Trump. And, yeah. it, it, and like you said, all the energy is going to Trump for good or for worse. So. Yeah, that's it. But for better or for worse, I am completely neutral because you know I'm a Brit, so I'm not even in this race. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, so I'm not making any comments. Why would I do that? Right. Well, I mean, this, <laughs> but, this uh, show is not a political <laughs> show, so I don't want to get into you know pros and cons of either side. But you know, it's just what we're just spitting facts yeah. here. These are facts. On the yeah, there is there is some stone cold facts, and and uh, you know, Trump's opposition are doing all the work for him doing all the work for him um, by, by hating him, by giving him all that attention. What was it? Somebody said, you know, what's worse than being talked about is not being talked about. You know, it's like when a chick, you know, the neg hit, and this is a, this is a, it's a bit of a touchy subject because, you know, the neg hit is quite a horrible thing to do. But, you know, when, when, uh, when you use that on a girl who doesn't have very high self-esteem, I've noticed it works 100% of the time. A high caliber, confident girl who has a sense of the world and a sense of her own power, when she sees a neg hit, she'll be like, I know what you're doing. That's bullshit. Or you use like presupposition where you go, oh, I don't know much about you. I'm picky about who I hang out with, you know, so tell me something cool. And of course, when she tells you something cool, she then has told you she wants to hang out with you. She hasn't. Do you know what I mean? It's like manipulation will, will work on people with low self-esteem. Um, you know, that, that neg hit, I'm trying to think how that works. You know, when you, when you offend a girl and upset a girl yeah. uh, with that neg hit, they become obsessed with you. They're staring at you across the table. You know, they've got their orbiters around them going, Ooh, Ooh, you know, I'll hold your coat while you go and slap him. But really she's fixated on me. Now yeah. I'm, you know, I, so, I'm not a fan of it, but I've tested it out. So, so an example of a neg hit and just correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not really big or like up to date on that sort of thing, but that's like going up to a chick and you make like a, a kind of a, a compliment, like a backhanded compliment or something on her earrings. Right. And be like, wow, that's really bold of you to wear those earrings when those were out of style 10 years ago. Right. I mean, that's, that's it's a it. negative thing to she, say. And then all of a sudden she's like, what the fuck? And now she's interested in you. Right. I've never done anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, but it, Unfortunately, I, I regret to say that it's very powerful with a lot of women, um, especially, especially the ones with a, a bit lower self-esteem. What I did recently, one that, and I've used this one a lot of times actually to amp up the attraction, what you do is you guess their age wrong. 
So if it's clear that they're 27, go to 29. So they know that, you know, if you said 40 or 50, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll look at you like, yeah, whatever. Okay. But so you slightly over. So they're like, what, what you think I'm 29? Like, what the fuck? I'm 27. Cause all the other guys there will go, Oh, I think you look 21. Are you 18? And then you come along and you're just like, nah, I'd say. And if they're like 31, guess like 34. And then they're like, wait, wait, what, why is this guy not eating out the palm of my hand? Why is this guy not begging for my approval? You know, I have to win this guy over now. So it can be good if you do it in a kind of a nice way, but you know, it, it, a lot of guys will do it in a really kind of harsh kind of savage way. And, and, and I, I, there've been times where I felt a little bit, you know, where I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But you know, that, that technique has got me laid by, by guessing their age wrong or by saying someone said, someone told me she was 34. And then she asked me how old my brother was. I said, he's 35. He's nearly dead. And then she was like, what, what did you just say? And then, you know, cut fast forward a little bit. We were going at it in a hotel room. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it does work. It does work for you oh, then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've never even like, I've never even thought about doing that. Cause I mean, my whole life I've always been the nice guy. Mm. And so now that I'm, I've uh, been reading these books and, you know, trying to follow the 3% path, I, I, I don't want to be a nice guy anymore, but I'm still a good guy. You know, I don't, I can't be like a total asshole, you know? No, it has <laughs> to be done in a cheeky kind of tongue in cheek kind of, you can do it in a loving way. So okay. it's kind of, I, I do it in a cheeky sort of glint in my eye kind of way. As I said, like, oh, yeah, my brother, he's 35. He's nearly dead. I mean, I really like this girl. And yeah. she liked me a lot, too. You know, we were really compatible. But when I did that, I saw her, you know, sit right up in her chair and go red in the face. And I was like, I've got you now. Do you it's, know what I mean? It's like teasing a little bit. Because I, I, I tease, you know, like, uh, like Corey suggests, you know, tease like they're, uh, you know, a stepsister or something, right? That's it. That's it. So you, you want to do it in a loving kind of way. You don't want to just genuinely be a jerk. That's, that's it really. Okay. No. Okay. Now I have done that then. So, but have you done that as a part of like a pickup approach or do you do that just in conversation um, after you already have a date set and you're on the date? I have done it. I've done it in a, in a pickup setting. So on like um night out kind of thing, I did it recently to a, to a girl by, you know, guessing her age wrong. And she, she became fixated and obsessed with me, just staring at me, couldn't, wouldn't stop staring at me. Um, and I could see her attraction was high, but um, she, let's just say she wasn't my type. I used that as, as practice, game practice, really. She was really not my kind of girl. Got it, got it. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, Luke, we're at about 30 some odd minutes now. So- okay. I think we should wrap it up as far as the episode goes. Um, but we can keep talking. You know, we'll just edit the rest out. But um, okay, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, especially because it's what, almost 11 o'clock now there in Bristol, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks for staying up late uh, on a Sunday <laughs> to have a conversation with me and, and be on Come On, Man. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's been a great privilege to be on, on here. I love to, I love to 
give uh you know give insights that sort of apply to the situations we're in and sort of give feedback on how it's going that feels really good um being interrogated for advice by people in the messages well we'll talk about that in the next episode (laughs) (laughs) but you know what they're they're only coming out of the woodwork and hitting you up on messages because you put so much good stuff out there on the on the page so you're clearly a guy that you know, people look up to on the page. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing. I mean, you know, whether you uh, can save everybody or not, that's clearly something else, but just Mm. the fact that they recognize that and they're coming to you, I think that's a, just a huge compliment, you know? Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. It is a privilege, you know, Um, it's, it's a nice problem to have, you know, being uh, respected, being admired is, is a wonderful thing. And that's all I've ever wanted in life. So, you know, actually, I like the way you framed that. It's great. <laughs> I, I try to find the positive in, in everything. So, all right, man, I, I really appreciate having you on and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we're going to bring you back on in uh, probably a few more weeks and you're going to go through Stone Cold Game with us, right? Yes. I love game. (laughs) All right, man. All right, I can't wait. It was so much fun chatting with Luke. He and I usually talk a lot over Facebook Messenger pretty much every day. He's really turning into a great friend. I'm looking forward to more of these calls in the upcoming weeks. All right, guys. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.